Good Monday morning. Welcome to Connect, the California MBA's weekly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Dustin Hobbs with the California MBA. We've got a great guest today. I'm really excited to jump into a conversation with him and find out what his thoughts are on the industry right now and where we uh, are headed in the future. It's been, we just were talking a few minutes ago, it's been a uh, a, uh, an interesting year, a challenging year for everyone in the industry. So uh, there's a lot to talk about, and we'll get to that here in just a second. But before we do that, let's thank our sponsors over at Incelerate. Incelerate, the leading mortgage lead management, CRM, and engagement platform that helps lenders close more loans by increasing efficiency gains across sales, marketing, operations, and management, has uh, recently announced earlier this year the first-of-its-kind mobile app. The groundbreaking mobile app features full lead management, lead distribution, click-to-call, inbound call routing, first call automation and two-way compliant text messaging and provides access to critical loan information without having to use a laptop or log into their LOS system. It also empowers loan officers by intelligently distributing leads, managing pipelines, prioritizing their day, automating best practices, and personalizing the borrower's journey all from the mobile app. So for more information or to catch a demo, visit Incelerate.com or you can uh, dial the number uh, listed here in the description below. Well, let's get into the conversation here. I'm excited to welcome in Ben Miller, the co-founder of Simple Nexus. Uh, ben has uh, been a, a member of the California MBA for a long time. Simple Nexus has been a great sponsor and supporter for a long time, and I'm excited to uh, uh, sort of pick his brain and find out what he uh, is thinking about uh, the industry now and in the future. So welcome, Ben. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Let's uh, find out what's your your background, how you got in the industry, and uh, what led you to uh, uh, you and your co-founders to start Simple Nexus. Yeah, totally. So it was an interesting journey, just like everyone else, right? We have uh, we we sometimes never end up where we thought think we're headed, right? And so, so I'm assuming uh, you went to you went to college and majored in mortgage banking. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Just like everyone else. <laughs> so I came out out west. Uh, Simple Nexus is based in Utah, and originally from Florida. Uh, born and raised, and uh, you know, did my undergrad at Florida State University, but came out west to do an MBA at Brigham Young University, and uh, it was the number two graduate program at the time for entrepreneurship. And so that's what attracted me to that program. Very interested in startups, new ventures, you know, early stage companies and uh, received a, a top rate education in, in that field, which, as you can imagine, you know, it's not really book learning. It's a lot of, you know, experiential learning. And so, um, you know, great exposure to the startup scene in Utah, very vibrant, uh, very, very established scene. Uh, also the funding scene worked with different PE firms or VC firms throughout that education and um, and participated in several startups. Uh, and so uh, part of that journey of trying and failing at startups, right, or finding some success, eventually bumped into uh, uh, Matt Hansen with Simple Nexus. Matt had started uh, Simple Nexus earlier and, you know, had gone a few years, nights and weekends uh, running the business. And then it started to get some legs and grew beyond what he could do at night in or over the weekend. And so he quit his day job in 2014, earlier in 2014. And I was connected with Matt in later 2014 to help scale the business. So it was uh, me and Matt Hansen and Jim Harrison at the time. So the three of us went from that to what we are today, about 130 employees, um, you know, over 27,000 loan officers use our platform. Uh, one in eight loans this year went through our platform in some form or fashion. Um, so we've experienced tremendous growth 
uh, tremendous uh, innovation throughout that time and emerged as you know the leader in this front-end system of this platform of how to originate loans how to take someone along a home ownership journey right and, and from home search all the way through closing and really beyond um, and so it's it's a very proud moment for us to see you know what this came from uh, from somewhat humble beginnings right to who we are today and really excited about where we're going from here yeah, I'm curious what, uh, I mean, just going back uh, when it was, you know, sort of just you and and, uh, and Matt back in the day, what uh, what problem, what maybe a specific problem did you guys see or opportunity in the market that, uh, you know, that Simple Nexus sort of uh, answered? Yeah, totally. It's it's interesting. I'm thinking about, you know, the audience of who who is watching this and who's wondering of like, hey, how do you create, you know, a, a giant mortgage technology company, right? Well, it, it starts, it all starts with a single idea, a single problem or a concept. And in this case, uh, it was Matt's brother-in-law that was, or who was a, a loan originator and came to him and said, hey, you know, uh, could you build me one of those mobile app thingies? You know, this is back when, you know, you could make any app and, and it would be successful because they're so novel and new, right? But he had a specific problem. He said, you know, I create these payment scenarios for borrowers only to have, and it takes me like 15 minutes to put them together, you know, adjust the spreadsheet or whatnot, and only to have the husband and wife leave, you know, the office, and then the wife say, hey, what if we put another thousand dollars down? The husband's like, oh yeah, that is a good idea. And then call the loan officer back. He's like, could you rework all of that, you know, $250,000 loan scenario with another thousand dollars down, you know, and tell me what the payment is. And the loan officer is like, oh my goodness, what? It changes it, you know, 32 cents or whatever, right? I mean, you know, it's 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 frustrating, but also you want to, you know, have that level of service and take care of the customer. So it's like, could you just build a mortgage calculator so people could kind of self-serve on this, run as many scenarios as they want? And then he said, oh, and by the way, you know, could you put my face on it and my contact information so it could be like a digital business card? Well, that's where the concept started. And Matt, you know, being a full stack developer, he led core development at Simplify at the time, you know, very accomplished uh, developer, still is an amazing engineer. Um, and he was like, oh, I can probably do that on the weekend. You know, that'd be kind of fun, right? And puts, <laughs> puts this thing together and builds it and deploys it in the app store. And the brother-in-law is like, oh, man, this is perfect. This is amazing. Well, his coworkers got jealous. They're like, well, I want one and asked Matt for one. And, Matt built another one and another one. And then his mom was also an originator at this time. And she still is. And and she's like, come on, son. Like, what's this? You're going to build one for them, but not me. I want one. And it wasn't until like the 30 or 40th app that Matt's wife comes to him and says, hey, if you're not going to like spend time with us and stuff, do you think you could at least get paid for it? You know? There may be a business opportunity here. Oh man! So hence, you know, Simple Nexus was born, right? Um, but from there, the the core to couple with that problem that needed to be solved was this ferocious appetite to create value for the customer, to be in tune with what the customer needed. And at this time, it was the single loan officer. You know, I, I have a specific need around this and it needs to operate in this fashion to create a return on my investment for, you know, paying you for this or whatever. And in that paired with the need that that just insatiable desire to create value for the customer paired with the need in the industry is what together is the secret sauce or the formula. Right. Because 
if you look at our platform today, you know what? We still enable payment scenarios on a mobile app. That is what we do, a thing of what we do, but it gets lost in the platform of Simple Nexus that connects the borrower, the realtor, the lender, the settlement agent, the LOS, 200 other integrations of credit, you know, appraisal, uh, pricing, all kinds of things that happen throughout this journey that we facilitate. And that's because we've listened to the customer, we create more value, we innovate, and that innovation builds upon itself to create new opportunities to innovate in the future. And that's a pattern that, you know, we just kept repeating and, and still have years worth of runway left to go on what we can build. Yeah, well, that's that's really interesting, and I think you're right. There is so much more, you know, opportunity out there. I really hope Matt's taking care of that brother-in-law. It seems like uh, he's instrumental in uh, <laughs> in founding the company. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious to know. I, I always enjoy talking to uh, you know folks who have that sort of entrepreneurial streak that that uh, you know they're never satisfied with the way things are. They always want to you know change things up and, and shake things up and and uh, build something better. And so I'm curious from your perspective, any, what advice would you have to somebody who is interested in, you know, starting a, uh, maybe, a, maybe a tech company in the mortgage industry or, or at least yeah. a new company, um, yeah. just as, a, as an aspiring entrepreneur? Well, there's, there's endless amount of advice, right? So here's your free advice. Um, but you have to appreciate and realize that it's one, it's very different than working for a company, being an employee. Right. To be an entrepreneur is just is just very different. You know, at the end of the day, there's no one else to turn to to make sure the lights stay on or the paychecks come or the rents gets paid or whatever. Right. And so that's one thing. And now in our industry, you know, the loan officer is a very entrepreneurial spirit. Right. And so maybe that's you know not shocking. Right. Um, but the other piece I would think is not only is it up to you in a lot of times, but a lot of times there's no path, there's no handbook, there's no perfect way forward, right? There's some best practices, you know, pay attention to your customer, take care of them, you know, don't overpromise and underdeliver, right? You should do the opposite, right? Uh, manage cash flows and things like that. But, but the reality is there's a million different ways to get there and it really takes the tenacity and grit to be able to enjoy and leverage the highest highs, but to grind through the lowest lows. And sometimes you have those in the same day, and sometimes there will, there will be months worth of stretches of that, of having to grind and grind and grind and think, man, are we ever gonna get there before it breaks loose and you see the clear skies and you're able to just you know rocket ship on. So it's really that, that mental toughness, that grit and determination you know, that comes from a vision of who you are personally and where you want to go and what you want to create. You know, for us, we are creators. We find joy in building new things and solving problems. And that drives you through, you know, it's it's not just rosy. Sometimes people think, oh, entrepreneurship, that means you get to like hang out with your kids and go to the beach whenever you want and blah, blah, blah. You know, entrepreneurship really means you're going to work 80 hours a week for what people make in a 40 hour a week job. Right. Or even less. Right? You know, it's like 90 percent of all startups fail. So it's uh, there's you know, we've been very, very fortunate of how Simple Nexus has turned out and how we continue to uh, to be. But but yeah, it's that yeah, you got to have a mental toughness, a vision and a desire to, to jump off and do something crazy like this because there's there's a, fun times and but there's also hard times 
Yeah, well, you, I mean, you mentioned the highs and the lows. I mean, nothing could you know more better encapsulate that I think than uh, the last year that uh, we've gone through here. Yeah. And uh, so I'm curious from your perspective, what you know specific challenges and opportunities have you guys uh, worked through scaling up the company in the midst of a you know global pandemic and mm. our you know historic refi boom that we're in the middle of now? Yeah, totally. No, this has been a wonderful year, right? Um, and that's part of the key of the successful entrepreneur is being able to take advantage of any opportunity and see the value in it. Um, you know, we were chatting a little bit earlier that there was a point, you know, March-ish, April, that we didn't know if the industry was going to survive. You know, it was it was just uh, terrible with, you know, you had margin calls or you had, you know, what's happening with the servicers or you had rates fluctuating and and, and a lot of uh, uncertainty around legislation. And, um, you know, yeah, there's ample opportunity for someone to cower down and just hide in a shell and just give up, right? Um, when it's all on the line like that. Uh, however, for us, you know, business is all about the business of mit mitigating risk. You know, you, you try to identify all of the factors out there, what's the worst that could happen anywhere, and then mitigate those factors to the best extent possible. And then you just move forward, right? You control what you can control. And if you can't control it, you can't, you know, be scared of it or be paralyzed from it. You know, you just have to keep marching forward. And that's what we were able to do as a company. You know, we were able to dig deep with our employees and say, look, there's a lot of uncertainty out there. You know, we have cash in the bank and cash reserves. We have a tremendous partner with our investment partners, right? Um, and so we're not scared of, you know, going away or running out of cash, but we're gonna take prudent steps as an organization um, to be a little more conservative, right? And uh, being more conservative with cash consumption in particular, um, while, while plowing forward with innovation, that's when we brought our uh, eClose product to market. And that has been by far the most successful product we've ever created. Um, and it's just beginning, right? Great but step, the, Oh man, the steps we took to firm up the company in March and April and really bring everyone's focus and attention and to say, we need your best efforts. This is, this is a defining moment uh, for us and it truly has been, um, created the opportunity for us to emerge much stronger you know, when, when other companies were burning a lot of cash and, and didn't know what was going to happen, right, they were paralyzed and didn't have options. You know, for us to be strong financially, but to really focus everyone on, hey, let's get your best effort through these next few months, really positioned us to just rocket ship past everyone. You know, for example, Q3 is traditionally our slowest month. That's when a lot of mortgage industry go on vacation or it's hard to make sales in Q3. Well, not only did we beat our expectations, we beat every Q3 we've ever had, but it was also our biggest quarter ever of the company in Q3. And Q2 was also our biggest quarter. And, and that you know rings true to a lot of lenders, but in, as a technology company, it was really hard to sell technology because lenders were so busy, right? Um, but no, this has definitely been a very successful year for us, um, you know, not only financially, but from an innovation standpoint we're creating technology and new workflows that no one has seen before that's driving such a roi for lenders 
um, that they can't get enough of it. And and um, and there's a lot of lot of uh, I guess momentum behind it uh, that's helping us to go even faster and do even more for our customers in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and so, you know, you kind of uh, touched on this, at least the uh, um, the relationship aspect between the uh, yourself and your lender partners. But I mean, lending in general, obviously, is a, a very much a relationship uh, based business. So how has the pandemic affected originators ability to network with those uh, purchase referral partners? Yeah, it is different. It is very different. Right. You know, not only our ability to network with them, but their ability, like you said, to network with their referral partners. That's where the Simple Nexus platform has become invaluable for them, right? Uh, so Simple Nexus is just by far and away the best platform that lenders have uh, to connect with the referral partners and, and vice versa for the referral partners to introduce borrowers to the lender. And, and our technology with the mobile uh, platform makes it so easy for them to distribute a mobile app to potential home buyers, which instantly connects them with the lender um has just been again invaluable for them in this time of covid where they can't do that let me take you to coffee or let me you know buy you lunch or you know let me go be at an open house and meet you now they can do all that virtually you know through the simple nexus platform not only to meet new borrowers but for the lender they can connect with you know their referral partners they have a list of all the referral partners in their mobile app you know who they're working with right now and those referral partners have all of the loans that they're working on with that lender. There's that virtual connection, and it's easy for the, the loan officer to reach out to the referral partner, you know, shoot them a text or, you know, go through their list. Oh, I haven't talked with so-and-so today. Let me just tap on this and give them a call and see how they're doing, right? And see how it's going out there and how I can help them. Uh, so it, it's, it's really the platform that facilitates those relationships that they had created in the past, and now they can nurture those and continue those forward, even in this time of social distancing. Yeah, so I'm curious, would you say that uh, since, you know, I think there's a lot of tech companies out there in the industry that, you know, have added on a mobile, uh, a mobile platform sort of in the last couple of years, or, you know, sort of added that onto their existing platform, but it sounds like you guys, you know, in a sense, started out as a, a mobile-focused uh, platform. Do you think that's benefited you guys uh, moving forward and, and to the point we're at now where everything is mobile and that's where a lot of the, the future seems to be driven towards is mobile? Totally. No, we, we've always been a mobile-first company, hence, you know, from our history about, you know, creating the first mobile app, right, in the mortgage space. And it's kind of funny, we've had some of our competitors um in years past actually dog our company oh well they're just a mobile app or you know nobody wants to download an app or whatever well every one of those competitors have released a mobile app now <laughs> they're like like wait a minute mobile is pretty cool and uh you should download an app so it's kind of funny to see that come full circle but you know we never really had to pay attention to competition we are our own trend center etc right you know we we knew who we were in our core you know, we know our roots and we're the best at it, right? And and uh, and we don't abandon it. And we're leveraging that, you know, to provide this great experience uh, for today. But but yeah, everyone is trying to come out with mobile because, you know, it's, it's, it's the device that we live on these days. You know, it's the first thing you interact with when you wake up in the morning. And it's one of the last things you touch, you know, before you go to bed, right? And, right. Uh, and throughout the day, you know, you're glued to the thing. Um, that's just the society we live in. 
you know, because it's convenient. You know, it's it's uh, it's like when we created the technology to you know capture docs uh, via the phone, where you could just take a picture of it. You know, people were doing that before because it was convenient. They'd take a picture of a W-2 and they would text it to an LO, but that was convenient for the borrower, but very inconvenient for the LO because they would get this JPEG image via text message that's outside of a secure platform and they're trying to download it and change it to a PDF to get it into the LOS. Well, through our technology, we could preserve that convenience for the borrower. They could just take a picture inside of the app and we have the image processing software that's running in the app that can immediately change it to a PDF, that can crop it, that can de-skew it, that can encrypt it. And then we are connected with the LOS and that loan file for the LO, and we can send it right into the loan file and have it filed away. And so it creates efficiency on both ends and convenience. And it's really those types of you know, pioneering strategies that continue to propel us forward today. I can only imagine just as an LO, I mean, even if you're not, uh, or I should say specifically, if you're not, you know, super tech savvy, I mean, getting a, a, a text message JPEG and having to sort of convert that to a PDF, that's, that's, a, that's a, a significant amount of time that you're spending doing that and not, you know, yeah. working on, you know, talking to customers. I mean, literally hours, you know, we, we had LOs when we, you know, there's so many things that the platform does, but we would have, we would roll this out and we'd have an LO just say, hey, look, just for this one thing, it is changing my life, you know, yeah. it's like, and, and, and then it does all this other cool stuff too, but thank you so much, you know, for this one thing, because I was spending hours, my team was spending hours on this, and that's just wasted time and effort, right, totally. you know, we're, we're continuing to create ROI, you know, we had Jordan Brown and MarketWise Advisors do an independent third-party ROI study, and found that we were creating nine to 10 times the value in return on investment for lenders that use Simple Nexus. And it's because of those things of saving hours here and then you know, being able to do a 1003 on their phone very easily, saving hours of being on the phone with somebody and talking them through it or getting e-consent in a very efficient manner or getting disclosures signed on your phone when it would take two days to get a disclosure package signed well, through mobile, it's taken an average two and a half hours. And that was just, just, just people couldn't comprehend it. You know, when you're trying to sit there and sell it to a lender, they're like, oh, that's impossible. Like nobody can get that done. I'm like, well, here's the data of your peers that are getting it done. And they're like, oh man, we have to roll this out. <laughs> we got to try this. And then they see it. That's like, create the urgency there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So let's uh, switch gears here a little bit and go out more broadly into the industry here. I'm curious, do you see any, or where would you say the uh, the gaps are still at this point in uh, mortgage tech? I mean, there's been so much emphasis on uh, tech in the industry in the last couple of years. And uh, I mean, all the energy, it seems like with uh, industry conferences at times is on the tech side at the tech conferences. So um, what would you say going forward and, and looking at where we're at now even, uh, where the gaps still exist? Yeah, but well, it's kind of funny you mentioned conferences and all the conferences have gone virtual. We have to figure out a better way to interact with each other because <laughs> there's some Zoom fatigue out there a little bit right now, right? Um, but with mortgage technology, there's there's an endless opportunity to innovate and continue to create. You know, so for us, uh, we're redefining how people close, you know, do the closing experience, right? And so, and it's not only, some people are approaching closing kind of like with point of sale, they wanted to create a better, you know, borrower experience and say, hey, we need, we need, you know, fancier UI, UX and UI for the borrower, right? The experience and interface needs to be updated. Well, they didn't 
even think about much about the back end. Well, what are we going to do with these 1003s when they come in? And and it's the same thing is happening with eClose. You know, we've had, you know, a, a history, a long history. Uh, well, you can close electronically and it looks really cool to do this, but people weren't thinking it all the way through to say, well, how does that affect our back office? The reality is, you know, with eClose, yes, it creates a tremendously more positive borrower experience, right? No one wants to sit down and spend an hour and a half signing hundreds of docs that they've never seen before, right? You know, we can change all that and allow them to e-sign a lot of things, allow them to preview things, interact via chat, real-time chat with their loan officer settlement to, to prepare and get through everything. But the bigger lift is coming on the back end, right? You know, how are we reducing trailing docs? How are we reducing errors, reducing fraud risk? packaging up loans more quickly, being able to sell them off more quickly so you're not straining, you know, getting them off your warehouse line, right? And, and, and when you get them packaged together and you're developing a reputation with your investors that there's lower risk or lower error rate in these loans, you know, that's a more valuable loan, you know, that, that is going to command a higher price. And, and so there's so many pieces of innovation around the manufacturing process of closing that we're creating bringing settlement in as a true partner, not as, you know, a disparate entity that just must be part of this, but say, hey, let's be all in the same platform and be a true partner in communication. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tremendous what we're seeing and what we can continue to do around that space. But then, of course, all throughout that home ownership journey, right? Leveraging our partners of, you know, data validation, you know, electronically and reducing the paperwork. Um, helping the borrower narrow down what they see in home search and what they qualify for from a mortgage standpoint and how do those merge together and make that process more efficient on the front end. And then how do you maintain that asset? You know, how do you maintain your home going forward from a financial standpoint or a physical asset of maintenance and things? So it's, it's you know, the more we create, um, the more we see opportunity to create in the industry. And there's there's a lot to be done, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Both on the front end, back end, and everywhere in between. I think you're right. The manufacturing process has just completely changed from mm -hmm. just in the last couple of years, even. Mm -hmm. um, just talking to lenders that are members and stuff, and just hearing their stories of how their process is completely different than it was five years ago. Even. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we've got we've got a little bit of time left here. One last question for you. Um, we just ended our uh, our annual membership drive here at the California MBA, and so I'm curious from your perspective. I mean, you guys are are uh, solid uh, California MBA MBA members. You guys are big supporters of the industry. How crucial right now would you say the you know advocacy uh, portion of membership is to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, a, a trade organization in general is always there to support the the industry, right? Um, but especially in this time of rapid and constant change, you know, you have to belong to a trade organization and that organization has to represent the best interests of the industry. I think one of the best uh, examples of that we saw with, uh, you know, the, the half a point fee, right, on refis um, came out of nowhere, didn't really make sense. You're like, well, isn't, you know, refi less risky than purchase, but you can have a refi but not purchase, like what's going on? And the MBA, you know, and, and, and announcing it to go into effect with very little runway, right? Yeah. You couldn't price it in. And so the MBA and, and, and all the members, you know, went into action and they're able to affect change. And, and that was a huge lift. 
that's just one of many examples, of many examples, both on a national level and a state level, that that's something that Simple Nexus couldn't do on its own, right? Or that's something that a lender couldn't do by itself. If they called up their congressman, just a single person and say, hey, um, I don't think that's cool. Y'all should do something different. Nothing's going to happen, right? But when you have thousands of people calling, right, when you have a whole focused effort um, calling and, and affecting change, you know, that has impact. And so not only watching out for our best interest, but for things like this, to get together, to inform each other, to share best practices, to say, yeah, at the end of the day, we're, we're competing against each other. Um, but, you know, we can also share and, and say, like, you do it that way, I do it this way. I may take a little bit of that and you may take a little bit of this and we'll still have our unique path of how we do things, but we'll both be better because of it, you know, and uh, we'll share with each other. And, you know, the, the, the trade organization does that. You know, the CMBA is an excellent opportunity to find out, you know, what's going on in this industry. What's what's the, the most pertinent topics? You know, what should I be doing? How are my, you know, peers doing? Um, how can we see our friends? Right. I mean, this is a very small industry that happens to control trillions of dollars. But, you know, we have friendships that go back, you know, many, many years and it's a great opportunity to get together. So. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't see how you do it without a trade organization. So def definitely a lot of positives that come from the CMBA and the International MBA. Yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah, and really enjoyed the conversation here, Ben. I think that you guys have got a great product and, and uh, obviously you've had a great, uh, great run here and it sounds like, you know, nothing but, uh, you know, positive in the future and, and a lot of growth opportunities. So congratulations. And, and again, thanks for joining us on Connect here. Great, uh, great conversation. We'll hope to see you in person at uh, one of our conferences or events soon. Hopefully soon, yeah. Thank you so much, Dustin. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And if you enjoyed the conversation here, make sure and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. You can also uh, catch us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all of those platforms as well. And make sure and uh, uh, catch each new episode on Monday morning. We usually drop it about nine o'clock Pacific time. And uh, we'll see you next time on Connect.